0: Hello, football fans, and welcome to a Premier League, whatever football edition of the Big D podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you don't know what to expect. It could be baseball, could be football, or in this case, it could be football. So, uh, also check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So. Joining us from the U.K. is uh, my friend in uh, soccer, not in soccer, as he calls it in the U.K. football, Charlie Mullen. Charlie, uh league season up and running, and you know what that means.
1: Absolutely, yes. Busy, busy, busy. Loads of games.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and uh, this weekend, uh, the games are starting a little early, and uh, the biggest one of this weekend by fall is... Uh, a rematch of made Champions League final between Man City and Chelsea. So thinking of what happened, what happened the last time, the last couple of times these clubs met at the end of the 2020, 2020 2021 season, it fell off because for even going into all going into all three of those teams, I know city would be the better
1: team. Yeah, you would have thought so, but um Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks, City have just gone off the boil a little bit. I know that sounds crazy, um, considering some of the results they've put in. But um, nil-nil at home to Southampton on Saturday, that was a bit of a shock to a lot of people. But um, credit Southampton for hanging in there and getting a deserved point. So, um, yeah, I think this is a bit of a a tough one to call, really. Um, Obviously, you're a Chelsea fan. How do you see it going? I'm I'm wondering
0: what the heck to expect because you think there'll be goals and it's one 0 or two one. When you think it's gonna be nil-nil, there are goals. I mean this game, particularly when it's at the bridge, always seems to magnify, always seems to mystify I me. Mean, last year I thought Chelsea when I mean I thought Chelsea would have steamrolled City and City won three-nil. In this fixed the last year. And I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this is a great way to start the new year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be um, interesting because, as you all know, um, I, you know, I've been doing a bit of work. Sorry, I've been doing a few stats, etc., cetera, for um, gambling.com and bookmakers.co.uk here in the UK. And uh, one of the stats that I've uncovered is that um, Chelsea have scored first in all five of their league games so far this season and um, that's why they're joint top of the league. Um, Man City have got four clean sheets in their last four Premier League matches. So the smart money would be on both teams not to score this weekend, but there's so much talent an at, attack for both these teams. Do you think that will be the case, or do you think there'll be goals for both teams? I think, if anything...
0: If one t- – I don't know. It's funny seeing that Man City not scoring because when, when I think about Pep Guardiola and Man City side, they always score goals, but yet a couple of times this year, the Spurs game and Southampton, we've seen City come up short. I mean, I think if a team is more likely to score, Chelsea might be that team. But if you told me it's either side scored like three or more goals, I'd probably say
1: City. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I'm right in saying that Chelsea have yet to concede a goal in the league from open play. The <laughs> only goal they <laughs> have conceded was a penalty to Liverpool. So um, defensively, Thomas Tuchel has done a tremendous job since taking over as Chelsea manager. Um, you know, he's sort of out of defence. They're not conceding goals. And they signed a young up-and-coming striker, Romelu Lukaku, who I think has got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, no, seriously, I mean, Lukaku is just he seems to be that final piece in the Chelsea jigsaw, uh, world class goal scorer. His record for Belgium is phenomenal 70 um, odd goals, I think it is. And yeah, I think last year, even though Chelsea did win the Champions League, you know, um, they were still missing that cutting edge up front. Timo Werner hasn't cut it for me. Um, Kai Havertz, I know he scored the winner in the Champions League, but he didn't have the best of seasons last year. He's coming into his own now. But uh, Romelu Lukaku, he's just class, and it'll be an interesting battle to see how Man City cope with him. Um, So that's something that I am really looking forward to. But um, it's it's a cracking game, and it's a great way to start the weekend's fixtures in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, I think Lukaku got a,
0: for for deal because of his first and in England, I mean he'd score goals everywhere, whether it be what West Brom, Everton, Man United. Why the Red Devils got rid of is beyond me. But he scored within Milan, helped them win Serie A last year. They could okay. use a few goals now. But
1: can I can I just correct you there? I mean, you you were saying why did Man United let him go? Why did Chelsea let him go? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> because we got,
0: I think we got, yeah, we, we got I, a certain DA, Didier Drogba and then Diego yeah. Costa. We get, we got too many Diego's. Yeah, <laughs> but no,
1: I mean, I, I don't, don't think, think... Diego Costa. <laughs> I, think, I think it was, um, I think his first spell in the Premier League, I don't think he was quite ready for it. Um, I think I heard it in an interview recently that leaving England was the best thing that could have happened to him. Um, he's developed... All his skills. He's matured as a player. He has bulked up into a formidable, powerful forward that nobody wants to defend against. So, um, yeah, I, I can see him scoring this weekend against Man City.
0: Yeah, be honest, when I saw Lukaku, I mean, Lukaku play at the Euros, he looked so much different. He looked fitter, faster. And I mean, he's always been a big guy, but Lukaku looked like an NFL, looked like Derek Henry
1: amongst all the amongst boys yes he did he did indeed so now that's that's a game that I'm looking forward to and if I was a betting man I, well I am because I work for gambling.com I would say both teams not to score would be a good bet and possibly under 2.5 goals
0: uh when we talk about Chelsea's big money addition uh City's big money addition, Jack Relich will get the chance to play in a big game. Uh, do you... A, how well do you think Jack Relich has played? And B,
1: do you think Pep's getting the best of the full Villa man? Well, uh, we, we've had this chat before, um, you know, in the off-season, in the, in the summertime. Man City have just got so many quality players and signing Jack Relich especially in attack. You know, I mean, Foden, he's coming back from injury. But when everybody's fit, who do you pick? And the ones who aren't playing aren't going to be satisfied sitting on the bench. So it's all very well having all these quality players in your squad. But you can't play them all. You can only play 11 players each game. And you can only play, what, six, maybe five in attack every week. So somebody's going to be unhappy at missing out. And I think other teams like Chelsea, they've got a settled squad. Uh, Manchester United, several squad, Liverpool's front three. You know what they are going to be every week. Well, actually, they've got four to choose from, um, although Firmino has gone off the boil a little bit. But Jota, Mane and Salah would be the three that would strike fear in any defence. So I think Man City's problem is... What the best eleven is, I don't think they know that yet. I don't think Pep knows that, um, and it's going to take some time. Jack Grealish is a class player. He's a very, very good player, um, and I think it might take him a bit of time to settle into the way that Man City play. Being a hundred million pound signing in the UK, I mean, that's a massive deal. Um, I know you get contracts like that bandied around every week in American sports, but a hundred million pound transfer fee. For someone as young as Jack Grealish is, it's a lot to have on your shoulders. Is Pep getting the best out of him? Probably not, but he will eventually. As soon as he knows what his best 11 is, then I think we'll see the best of Jack Grealish, assuming he will be in that starting 11. Uh, I think he will be. I think Grealish and Sterling would be the two that I would start with up front for Man City. I don't think Gabriel Jesus has... um, has done a good job during his time at Man City. So that would be the two that I would start with. And then you've got Foden behind him and the rest of the players that Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola has to choose from. It's a tough job, but that's why he gets paid the the big bucks.
0: Yeah, the big question with Man City fans, fans is whether City would have been better off signing Spurs and England striker Harry Kane, because as we've seen, couple times with City, not just this year, but the end of last year in the FA Cup semi-final
1: and the Champions League final. City lack goals. Yes, they do. And I don't know why they didn't break the bank to try and get <clears throat> Harry Kane. Again, just like uh, Lukaku is with Chelsea, I think Harry Kane would have been the um, final piece in the Man City jigsaw. But that's not today. Um, and there were also interested in signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Whether that was true, anything in that, who knows, but it certainly spurred Manchester United to sign him and, well, he's hit the ground running, hasn't he, on his um, return to Old Trafford. But, um, yeah, I think sometimes Pep Guardiola can be a little bit too arrogant for his own good. You know, we've seen over the last few years that he's played teams with no strikers and, to be fair, they have won those games, but for the big games like this, you do need an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, someone like Lukaku or Harry Kane who will score the crucial goals. Raheem Sterling has scored a great, you know, he's got a great goal-scoring record. But for Man City, in the last year or so, he has, he's been more missed than hit. For England, he's been hit, hit, hit after, you know, every game. But for Man City, it seems to have gone off the boil for him a little bit. But this might be the game where he rediscovers his scoring form, but we'll see. Yeah, I
0: mean, we in the last three games against Chelsea. City scored one goal. Mm-hmm. One goal. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yep. well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, certainly Thomas Tuchel has done his homework. Um, I really like Thomas Tuchel. I think he's been a breath of fresh air coming to the Premier League. I like the way that um, he sets his team up. I like the way that he deals with the media before and after matches. And um, yeah, I <laughs> think you know, you, you win your Champions League in your first half season at the club. The future is only going to get better and better. And, you know, people can't see past Chelsea to win the league this year in this country. I don't know what it's like in America with yourself, Dylan. But um, certainly Chelsea are there to be... Um, They're going to be one of the the main teams come the end of the season. They're going to be battling for the the Premier League title. If you finish above Chelsea, there's a good chance that you've won the Premier League. Yeah, when I think of Thomas Tocco, I think of honesty.
0: I think of tactician. I think somebody who doesn't matter what he – I mean, look at what he did second half against Spurs on Sunday. He took off Mason Mount and everybody was wondering, what are you doing? And N'Golo scoring goals. I mean, look yeah. at Chelsea's three goal scores in the London derby against Spurs. Thiago Silva, N'Golo Conte, Antonio Rubio, just how everybody
1: predicted. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about honesty. Um, there was an interview recently, I think it was, before, it was after Lukaku made his debut. And obviously he scored on his debut. And um, the interviewer asked him, um, was Lukaku always going to start? And Thomas Tuchel said, yeah, without a doubt. And the interviewer tried to be clever. And he goes, so what you said on Friday in the pre-match press conference was rubbish then because you said you didn't know at that stage. And he goes, Thomas Tuchel replied brilliantly. He goes, well, I'm not going to tell you whether he's playing or not. That would just be stupid, wouldn't it? So I like the way that he deals with the media. I'm not saying he's up there with Sir Alex Ferguson with mind games, but um, there's certainly a lot more to come from Thomas Tuchel. And um, yeah, I like what he's done so far. Amy, you win a Champions League, make an FA Cup final, and I don't know what
0: we say, leading the Premier League or like co-leading in golf terminology with
1: Liverpool and Man United five games through the uh, Premier League season. Yeah. There's, um, There's still 33 games left in the Premier League, so it promises, you know, we've said this many, many times over the last few seasons, it promises to be a great title race. If everybody can stay fit and healthy, um, all the key players, we saw what happened with Liverpool with Virgil van Dijk last year. Uh, they they didn't, they weren't able to compete. So if everybody can stay fit, certainly, um, I would consider Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City as the three teams to battle it out for the Premier League title. And wouldn't it be great if it went down to the final weekend of the Premier League season?
0: Yeah, you match that, and then have like an FA Cup final the week after that, and then a Champions League final in St. Petersburg the week after that. Yes, yes. Somebody going for like somebody going for a triple would be like 1999 all over again. Exactly. Yes. Only this time it may not be just be United going for the triple,
1: but triple, but somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the quadruple. Man City were on for that last year, but they didn't quite get over the the line thanks to um, your team in particular. Um, So I think four trophies is a massive, massive achievement. And I don't know if it can be done. I honestly don't think it can be done. So uh, how do you, back to the uh,
0: Chelsea City game, how do you expect both teams to line up starting with uh, City?
1: Well, that's what I've been saying. Um, Who knows? You could ask 50 different people, and you'd get 50 different lineups. Um, defensively, they're they're pretty solid. You know who's going to start in defense. It's the midfield and attack but you could pick any five, six, seven players from six players from that. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I would I, personally I would start with Sterling and Jack Grealish, and take it from there certainly up front. And whether Phil Foden is fit enough to start, I know he's been playing, he played the last Champions League game. He might've played last weekend, I can't remember, in the league. I didn't see much of the highlights of that game. But um, if he's fit, then, you know, give him a run. People were clamoring for Foden and Grealish to play for England during the Euros, but Gareth Southgate was reluctant to do so. Um, So whether Pep Guardiola feels... This is the time to do it. Certainly, if you had, if you're a Chelsea defender and you had Jack Relish on one side running at you, and you had Phil Foden running at you the other side, it's a frightening, frightening thought, really. But um, Chelsea certainly have the defence to um, to counter that. So how Man City are going to line up remains a mystery. Remains a mystery. But um, we, we we seem to forget that Phil Foden is, you know a Man City player because of the injuries um, since the European Championships in the summertime. But once he gets back up to full speed, Man City should be flying on all cylinders. How do you see Man City lining up? I actually would be
0: a little surprised if Kevin De Bruyne starts the game. I know you would think I'm crazy because he played 90 in the League Cup, Cup, why can't they just
1: call it the League Cup tie anymore? Yeah, people do. It's just the sponsors that you have to mention if you are that way inclined, but it's a league cup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would actually be surprised if Kevin De Bruyne has started because he's come back from the from numerous injuries. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's, I mean, yeah, he played 90 on Tuesday, but it's an early kickoff and mm-hmm. Man City's rode the next. Ten days or so might be the hardest I've seen all year, or in a couple of years with a PhD in Liverpool away. Away, so I I don't think Pep will risk the Bruyne from salt. Do I think the Bruyne plays the last twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah. I think the Bruyne is an option for the last twenty minutes, but I don't think City can really afford to play because what if the Bruyne? Played and got him and hurt himself like he did in two of the last three city city Chelsea games because you'd think of the FA Cup semi final. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: And in the Champions League final. Guess what? De Bruyne left the pitch in tears.
1: Yeah. 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 I would like to see him up against Rudiger, wasn't it? Who? Uh, yeah,
0: Rudiger sent him into a uh, Rudiger sent him into concussionville, whatever you want to call him. Yeah unfortunately. I mean, I love watching De Bruyne play, but I'm not sure if he can play back-to-back 90-minute matches without much of any of the preseason.
1: No. The ideal scenario for Pep Guardiola would be to have him on the bench just in case he's needed for the last 25 minutes, 30 minutes. But if Man City are winning 2-0, 3-0, which I don't think they will be, but you never know, um, then he he won't need to call on him. And, um, you know, he can be (coughs) pardon me, he can be um, Preserved for the Champions League game next week, which uh, th- I know we're going to be speaking about very shortly. So, yeah, there, I don't think there's any need to rush Kevin De Bruyne back. And then uh, how do you think Chelsea will play? I mean,
0: do you think that Astor Equator is the right centre-back or Seymour that right wing-back we saw against Spurs on Sunday?
1: Um. Yeah, that's an interesting one. He did well, didn't he, uh, at fullback? So, certainly, they, I'd be inclined to say the team that started the second half um, against Spurs would be my starting one, but that means that Mason Mount wouldn't start. And um, I don't think he's done anything to merit being dropped. Um, so, yeah, that's another tricky decision, team selection. Uh, for Thomas Tuchel, but um, he knows what he's doing. Um, who would you like to see start the game for Chelsea? Uh, I I mean, I'd love to see reach because
0: I think from from a speed perspective, speed and crossing perspective, reach gives something that the city won't have with Kyle Walker because, yeah, Kyle Walker can run for days, but he's not really a Crossing right back or right wing back. Reese James can not only run, but he can cross the ball. And if Thomas Hooker plays with, plays like I think he will, Marcus Alonso is the left wing back. I think having Reese James' his pace and crossing ability can pin Man City back and make the pitch extra wide. Because what Chelsea may have an advantage is the crossing ability with Alonso on
1: one side and Rich James on the other. Yep. Yeah. You, you mentioned Marcus Alonso playing right fullback
0: or Oh, left foot, full- really, back Really?
1: Really? He's going to spend more time in the Manchester City box than he is in the Chelsea box, isn't he? <laughs> that's why I said left-wing back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I love the way he plays. He's got so much energy. And, um, yeah, he, every time... You, um, you you see Chelsea on the attack. He's in the uh, opposition box, I and mean, I don't know where he gets the energy from. But yeah, certainly I would be looking at him to have a few shots on target this weekend. If if I was um, yeah, well, I will be looking for odds for players to have shots on target. Uh, Marcus Alonso will certainly be on top of my list um, as a defender. You don't expect defenders to have many shots on target. Um, but yeah, that would be one for me. Uh one thing
0: I will one thing I will bet Kaih have is is in the game. Let's see. The last two games against City, who scored the only goal in both games? Yeah, yeah. That's good good call. Good call. But I'm gonna go with Lukaku to score. Yeah, you might not yeah, Lukaku's scoring against Man City. Of course, they'll be familiar from all those Manchester derbies that thinking instead of red against blue, it'll be dark blue against whatever Blue City is wearing. Hopefully it's the regular
1: trim and not some funky pink or yellow trim. Yeah, well, you're the home team, so you'll be wearing your blue. It'll it'll be Man City who probably have to wear their black kit or whatever pink and and orange, whatever it was a couple of seasons ago. um,
0: Actually, actually, the colours are such where Man City and Chelsea can both wear regular kits. If you remember the Champions League final, they both Man City and Chelsea, mm-hmm. both all their regular kids. So uh, there might not be a problem like you would see if, like, Leicester and Everton played each other. True, true.
1: Good point. Good point.
0: So uh, what do you think? You, What do you think would a nil-nil? I mean, you've, so uh, with uh, all these uh, defenders and
1: everything, you're expecting what a nil-nil game on this weekend? Well, that's what the stats are suggesting. And, um, you know, if anybody does take a lead, um, can you see them pushing forward to perhaps score a second and leave themselves vulnerable at the back? No, I can't either. That's why I'm going for, you know, both teams not to score or under 2.5 goals. Um, I don't think it'll be a very open game. I think it'll be very cagey because of. Um, what's at stake, certainly from Man City's point of view, um, you know, dropping points at home to Southampton. Uh, no disrespect to Southampton. Um, that would That's a game that Man City should have won. They, they know that. So you don't want to be losing too many points early in the season. Yes, I know they did that last season and they went on that incredible run, Man City, from December until May or something like that. Or March, sorry, March when they won 15 games in a row to um, win the title. You don't want to be doing that this year with man's, uh, with Chelsea as strong as they are and Liverpool back to full fitness now as well. So um, you don't want to be losing too many points early in the season like this. So I think I'll be cagey from both teams. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if
0: there are a few yellow cards. I mean, nothing surprised me in this game. It might even be red, but I don't, I don't expect many goals either. I think it, I think it could be 0 0, 1 0, 1 1. I'd be surprised if it's more than two goals either. I think it'll be, a, it could be one of those beautiful, ugly, one of those ugly games that just annoys people. It could be like one of those Manchester Derby's, which and 0 0 and just annoy the crap out of you.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I think I think it'll still be a good game if there aren't any goals. Um, you know, we've got two very good goalkeepers, don't forget, and two very good defenses. So, I think we'll see a lot of slick passing, nice counter-attacking football. But you know, defenses might come out on top. Um, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Um, we shall see if I'm wrong in uh, in this regard. But um, I think it'll still be a good game. Yeah, be, yeah. Sometimes know the games can be
0: pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful and just just that both teams are defending well and the other team's goalies playing well. I mean, last year's Champions League final seemed pretty to me. And it's funny because I think both
1: goalies only made one save in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was. It was a good final. I enjoyed the final as a neutral. So, yeah, more of that, please. But um, no, I don't think... Both teams as well, obviously, we've mentioned before, have massive Champions League games coming up. Um, both got off to winning starts last weekend. So it's not as if they have to rest players with a massive game in Europe coming up. So there'll be no resting of players um, from my point of view. Um, it'll be the strongest 11 players from both from both camps starting this game. Wait a
0: minute, you said wrestling players. I thought you were saying Champions League games in midweek. I mean, I can't think of a bit of a bigger man a bigger Champions League
1: game than Lionel Messi against Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a massive game, but both teams are going to qualify from that group. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, they'll probably take a draw in both games against each other, PSG and Man City, and see who finishes top. Based on the other games they have to play, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. Um, money bags against money bags, um, yeah. But that would be Kachal against Abu Dhabi, right? <laughs> yes, it would. It would indeed. And look, <clears throat> Man City—they might not have been in this competition had it not been for their lawyers, etc. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting fixture, isn't it? And listen, PSG have to, have to, underline that several times. They have to win the Champions League this year. If they don't do it, it's a a failed season. It doesn't matter if they win the league in France and they win the, the, the French Cup. If they don't win the Champions League this year with the squad they have assembled right now with Lionel Messi joining, etc., and Mbappe and um, Leymar and everybody else that they have there. Um, um, Sergio
0: Ramos, Sergio Ramos. Angle Di Maria.
1: Angle de Maria. Um, you know, God, there, there's so many players. Hakimi. Yeah, exactly. You know, if they don't win it this year, Pochettino should be sacked. He should be sacked because that's the only thing they have to win this year. It doesn't matter if they don't win the French League. They didn't win the French League last year. Nobody bat an eyelid. Champions League is one trophy they have never won. And if they don't win it this year with the players they have, the squad they have, then it's time for Pochettino to be sacked.
0: But, well, hey, you look at a PSG
1: sack Thomas Tocco and look what happened. He won the Champions League with Chelsea last year. Exactly, exactly. And just then with PSG, there's seven points clear uh, at the top of Ligue 1 right now. I know, I think it's Marseille are second. They've got a game in hand uh, because of their shenanigans with uh, Nice in their game earlier in the season. Which oh, don't
0: remind of... me of, Don't remind me of all the uh, pitch invaders. I mean, uh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. England having that a few times, but that's
1: the only fun of the day. Yeah, so put it this way. Um, PSG could probably play their second team and win the French title it's a Champions League that they have to win this year Could you say the same thing about Man City
0: because City's won everything in England but the European Cup
1: uh, Yeah but the if, if Man City had have signed Harry Kane then they probably would have been favourites to win the Champions League they haven't got that striker, so I don't see them as being favourites to win the Champions League. Um, not so much as PSG with the talent they have. Um, I know they haven't they haven't won the the Champions League, but I think Man City fans are pretty patient about that, and it'll come. They feel it will come, whether it's this year or maybe next year or whatever. When they sign a top top quality forward, then they'll be prepared to wait. But the, the need for PSG and their owners, let's not forget, um, they, they've openly said that they want to win the Champions League. They got to the final a couple of years ago against Bayern Munich. Didn't work out for them. So, yeah, this they're putting all their eggs in one basket to win the Champions League. And that's why they signed Lionel Messi.
0: How many sides could realistically win the Champions League this year? I mean, you obviously think Man City... PhD, probably Chelsea. I mean, how many others
1: you think could win (laughs) in? Liverpool, if they stay fit and healthy. um, You know, they've got four forwards who are chomping at the bit to play every week and are good enough to play every week. Um, Defensively, if they can keep everybody fit, Virgil van Dijk, obviously, they they could get a good run on it. You need a bit of luck to win certain trophies and whoever does win it will have a bit of luck this year. Uh, with the teams that they face. So Liverpool, I would put Liverpool in there. Bayern Munich, obviously, as well. Um, You know, this squad is edging. I understand that. Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski, which could be his last season at Bayern Munich. Who knows? You know, um, a bit like um, Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay. You know, this is going to be his last season. He wants to win the Super Bowl. For Robert Lewandowski... It would be nice if he won the the Champions League again. Okay, it was only a couple of years ago when he last won it, but you know, it would be a nice way to buy out of Germany for him. Yeah, it was. I mean, be honest, we
0: we were all robbed of seeing Bayern Munich, Manchester City play last year. I mean, that would have been the final everybody would have wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Lewandowski's knee meant he couldn't play in either games in either game against PSG.
1: That's right. And I'm not sure about the Italian teams, if they're ready to mount no, no. the challenge for the Champions League. Uh, maybe Inter if they'd kept Lukaku, but of course they don't. I know they've got off to a great start in Serie A, but Champions League? Mm, don't think so. Don't think oh, so. by
0: the way, by the way, speaking of Italy, Juve, mm. did Juve
1: not started well at all. Have you seen how bad the old ladies fared? Yes, yes, I have. And I watched the game last night against Spezia. Spezia, I should say. And they were lucky to win that. They really were lucky to win that. They were losing 2-1. Chiesa got them back into it with the equaliser and they they scored late on. Um, If it hadn't been for that, I mean, they're still 13th in the league. So I thought with Allegri coming back, he would sort things out. But that hasn't been the case. And I think, I know... We spoke about um, Italy during the European Championships and what a great defence they had with Cialini and Bonucci. But um, I know Cialini hasn't played much for Juventus this season. Um, Bonucci looked very slow last night. Um, He was to blame for the second goal, possibly, you could say. Um, So, yeah, they're going to have to invest in two quality centre-halves in the coming seasons. Otherwise, they're not (laughs) going to win anything. But the Lick was supposed to be the up-and-coming young centre-back of the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't see that. Do you? He did score the winner last night, the Lick, to be fair. He's
0: not a professional goal score. He's not out no, of
1: he's not. With the sun no. scoring goals. No. But if you've got a defender who can score goals, like Alonso, you're doing all right. Oh, Antonio Rudiger. Rudiger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: and and of course, I'm bringing up Juve because Chelsea will be in uh, a this week. Yes, mm-hmm. and I re- and, and trust me, I remember the last trip to Turin and it didn't go well. I think that was. Uh, the, I think that would have been 2012 because that was the. Then we ended up being relegated to the Europa League and beating, and winning that one. I think Ivanovic scored the stoppage time winner in that Europa League final eight years ago.
1: Yeah, I think you're better prepared this year to um, go to Turin and win. So I don't think you've anything to worry about there. And obviously, if you do win, get six points from six, uh, and you get qualification to the round of 16 secured quicker than, you know, sooner rather than later, then that's a great position because you can rest players for the last two games, last game or whatever, and concentrate on the league and hopefully build a bit of a lead before the Champions League resumes after Christmas.
0: I like I like them apples. uh yeah, bet you do. Yeah. So thanks off and on, Charlie, and uh, can't wait to see these games this week, this weekend, and uh, next weekend. Wish uh, your best one? and hopefully your uh, Dolphins can get
1: on the get back on the winning side. Nah, they're not against the Raiders. <laughs> no, nah, they're not. On. all we want is a reliable quarterback to play well week after week. We can't even have a reliable quarterback who will play week after week. But yeah, I still have hope in that helmet. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you could get a quarterback somewhat better than Tua, maybe right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not I'm not sold on Tua. Unfortunately. Tua's always sorry. He's like damaged goods. Yes, he is. We had Dan Marino for so many years; he never missed a game, and now you've got two. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for the future, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we will. Thanks for hopping on. One last thing. What? Go Europe. Oh, do not! Oh, now you're trash talking at the Ryder Cup. Okay, okay. What you think? What you think? Shane Lowry's going to be. Bryson DeChambeau and uh, Colin Morikawa.
1: Uh, Bryson DeChambeau will beat himself. <laughs> yeah, he very well. Maybe he might hit um, three in the water. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we've, we've, we've got the experience. There are two wild cards, right? Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter. I know there was three, but um, Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter have played more games between them in the Ryder Cup than your whole American team. Six rookies you have.
0: Ah, rookie. I don't care. Ah, rookies. I don't care about rookies. Our golfers are more, our golfers are better, are more ready
1: for what this course is. Well, you've got the home support as well. I mean, you're not allowing any British fans or European fans in, <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's I hope, I hope. actually, we are opening the border, opening the border like November
0: to like fully vaccinated people, but but, but that's a
1: totally different issue. Uh, I'm just I know, thinking. I know, I know there will be a few European supporters who live in America supporting the the European team, so this hopefully. Hopefully they can shout Brooksy a few times, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, throw him off his game. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying I want to see Bryson and Brooks together because it would be the
0: most memorable pairing we've ever seen at a Ryder Cup. The, yeah, it would either it would go one or two ways. It would either they would either go four zero,
1: or suck, and America would get blown out like the year that Phil and Tiger were paired together. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be the uh, the latter of those two scenarios. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know your two hotels—you know your Hotel Brooksy and your Hotel Bryson—can, you know, meet for breakfast at the right time and things like that. I mean, it's yeah, it promises to be a spectac- It promises to be a spectacle, one way or the other.
0: Yeah, and back to having ride, back to having Ryder Cups after all of the sh- after all of the uh, major sh- drama. This year is it feels like a normal year of sports with the Euros,
1: the Olympics, and now the Ryder Cup. What next? I know, I know, and you know what? We might give America a five-point lead going into the final days of singles. Oh (laughs) God, maybe six, maybe six. Who knows? You know. Oh God, you're not going to
0: bring up 2012. Yeah, again from uh,
1: Medina. Yeah, Medina. Medina. Trying to think of something that rhymes with whistling straits. Miracle Medina, something at Whistling Straits. Leave it with me; I'll come up with something. Hey, hey, hey! The only miracle, the only rider miracle I remember is when
0: the next U.S. Open will be at uh, in '99, when the U.S. came back from what three or four points back against Europe in '99, and uh, we won with uh, uh-huh. Justin Leonard punting from uh, the uh-huh. Pumpkin Lot. Oh, was that
1: was that Brookline? Was it when you were '99? You were dancing up and down on um, players' lies, you know, for the putts. Yeah. I will admit, I will admit that that should have been about five 15-yard
0: penalties. Old Dava should have put it from like five feet, but I, was, but I was seven when that Ryder Cup took place and didn't even know golf.
1: And you should have been penalized for the shirts that you were wearing as well. They were horrendous at Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter how you dress. If you win, you could be you could
1: run around in a bathing suit and nobody. That's true. That's true. And um, it's a it's a good note to say um Payne Stewart will always be one of my favorite golfers. Sadly take him too young, but yeah, he always it's... wore he always dressed in NFL clubs colors, didn't he?
0: Yeah, rest in peace, Payne suit yeah. All those uh wore that Ben Hogan style outfit with the hat, the yeah. pants, plus, and the, the high plus. stocks. Remember Payne's yeah. Paul Putt at 99. And then the funny thing was afterward he said to Phil Mickelson, You're gonna be a father. Because Phil's wife Amy was suspecting Cancer. their first oh, child. Yeah. yeah. Literally, the literally she could have gone into labor at any point. And Payne, Payne said to Phil. You're gonna be a father. Yeah, yeah. And turns out, I mean, it's not always what happens when you win, but uh, when you ro- win. But what happens when you lose? And I think, and I think it showed what class there was
1: between both guys. Yes, yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, pain taken way too soon. Way Agreed. too. Agree. All right. Thanks for hopping on, Charlie, and we'll see you around. No problem. Enjoy your weekend of sport.